Panel number two. Yeah. Couple of familiar faces, and we are doing a podcast, so I'm going to totally redo the introduction that I did before, so bear with me. To celebrate 60 years of Giants baseball in San Francisco, the Giants are paying tribute to special memories, moments, and players in their history, and paying tribute to the 1989 World Series Giants team. Yeah. You know what? Well, why don't you sit? And yeah, 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 yeah. You sit. I'll come over here. Um, yeah. All right. We'll, we'll be real close, like family. Yeah. So this is the position player panel. Let's start with that guy in the green and gold, Matt Williams. It is, I told him earlier, it's so weird. It's so weird. Next to him, Brett Butler. The candy man, Candy Maldonado's here. Kevin Mitchell. And the thrill, Will Clark. All right, so we're going to have to do some microphone sharing here because we have a fabulous panel. Um, and gentlemen, let's just start with... Um, oh, they're taking pictures. They're not even paying attention to me. 1989. Kevin, you are. You're listening to me. 1989. I'd love for you to... Um, when, when that year, when then people bring up that year to you, What's the first thing that you think about? What, what comes to mind? There's so many memories, but what's the first for you? 1989. I, I think the memory that I have, that I had a lot of fun with a bunch of great guys, you know, and uh, especially a bunch of great fans. You know, if it wasn't for you guys, it wouldn't have never happened. So. Well. Oh, well, you guys saw it, you know, with the, with the pitchers, and then now you see it with the position players is, you know, how close his family was. I mean, you know, you're talking about 30 years ago, and, and everybody still was like it was yesterday. And, uh, you know, not only, like Kevin said, was it fun, but it, it's a big family, and, and, and the fans made it even more special. Matt Williams, you were a baby. Oh, wait, Can go ahead, yeah. Else? Yeah. And another thing, that we're still here. A lot of us are still broken down, but we're still here. You are still here. <laughs> Everybody can relate to that. Maddie, you were you were pup. Yeah, I think I think Mitch could probably still hit a homer, but um, yeah, I, I I was fortunate enough to be able to be taught by all of these guys. I was the young one, um, just trying to make my way, and they taught me how to do it. So that's the vivid memory that sticks in my head. Brett. Well, for us, uh, I mean, I know you guys have won World Series, but that was the first time in a long time that we got to the World Series. And for me, it was the only time ever. And what made it so special is the drive and the determination that each and every one of us had to get the job done. You know, again, the, uh, the earthquake and all that, I think, kind of put a little damper on it, but the way that the guys went about their business every single day and then the support that all of you had for us at that time made them like, you know, the 10th the player on the team and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Candy? Well, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, <laughs> uh. You know, this is something that for me started in 1987 when we finally got back to the playoffs, and that's when you start building a family atmosphere. And then came along Brett, Maddie, <clears throat> Don Robinson, Caveman, that you saw him earlier. 
And we created an atmosphere of we were all brothers. Well, one thing in my mind was to make it to the World Series and win. Unfortunately, we all know what happened, but I had uh, the pleasure to be here four years and was one of the best four years of my whole career. Uh, the times that we spent together, the atmosphere in the clubhouse, uh, we became fighters, warriors in the field. And that was uh, something that you can't take away. And the support of you fans, all of you, uh, as Kevin said, we're older now. We got a lot of pain. You were, you were younger, too. But it's been a great, great organization. And to be part of something that uh, is paying off now, too, because I think we threw that seed to what you see in the field today, the, the last three championships for this organization. Absolutely. And the people that were here before, the Willie Mays, the Orlando Cepeda, the Marichals and all that, and Barry Bonds and his father. And it's always been a pleasure and an honor to use that uniform and say, hey, I was a giant and I seal my heart is a giant. said and I feel comfortable speaking for the 2010, 2012, 2014 teams because I was fortunate enough to cover them that they wanted to do you guys proud. You did plant the seed for sure. Set the tone. All right, I'm going to throw a couple of memories out to you guys. I'm going to give the gentleman that the memories about a chance to respond first and then everyone else can set the story straight. <laughs> I have a very good source. You might be able to figure out who it is. Kevin, we're going to start with you. Oh, here we go. Is it true that the air conditioning broke down in a bus in Arizona? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait for it. Leather Wait for it. Was it and that you were wearing a leather suit <laughs> and had to cut it off with scissors? <laughs> And maybe there was a kangaroo court it, fine involved. Know, Feel free to, I mean, whatever the story I, I, is, you I'm can share it. I'm correct that. But you okay. know what? <laughs> we had a little thing going. It was a little uh, trick. I was supposed to be a Chippendale that day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it, it happened. It happened. It, it's a true story. I mean, you know. And, and, and it, if was every, time, every, it was the time that I the was Jerry Curl, remember all, all that grease going down? That, <laughs> I think Candy yeah, is mad leather. because he never had a Jerry Curl. <laughs> but I, I didn't. I did not have a pleather. No, 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 no. Pleather suit. Never had pleather. You know how leather sticks. Well, you. Bought, See, if I had, if I had pleather, it would have came off easier. Yeah, but it was peeling. You used, you used to buy, You bought that one in, in that French store, J.C. Penney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did, I did. It's, it's all true, though. Do you remember it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember it. Everybody remembered. It, it, it wasn't a five-minute project, but I, either. I, I, I want, but I want to tell you, I want to tell you this. Who gave me the scissors? Candy. He had a sewing kit on him. I heard that you got fined for killing 14 different species for wearing that suit in kangaroo court. <laughs> 
Oh, this is a roast here, ain't it? No, I'm almost done. We got a, I got a couple. Uh, I don't think there any are as funny as that I story that I heard. I know you do. Yeah. There were none in the San Diego Sioux after anybody, that. Hey, wait. Did anybody watch Black Panther? Absolutely. I was Black Panther before he yeah, was. Yeah, you were. <laughs> All right. For our two gentlemen on the end, Matt and Brett, you guys had cool nicknames. And I was hoping you could tell the story of how you got named Bugsy and how you got named Matt the Big Marine. Well, um, when I was young and being insecure, I kind of wanted to stand out a little bit, so I started wearing double-breasted suits and a fedora hat. And so one day I got on the bus and Mike Kruko looked at me and goes, check it out, Bugsy Malone! And that was it. That's where Bugsy came from. That was it. Matt, I think the same guy nicknamed you. Yeah, why is the source always Kruko? Right. Right? Yeah. I, don't, I have no idea why he named me this. Um, I don't know if it was personality or, or what, but um, he, one day he just started calling me the Big Marine. Probably because I didn't have any hair, one. I, I can correct that. You can't oh. go. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think the reason why everybody called him the Big Marine because he acted like a Marine. He had that attitude. If he strike out, and we made Candy was just talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, okay. All right, I get it. I would sit on the bench and I'd tell everybody, don't look at him. Don't look at him. Don't piss him off. Don't look at him. <laughs> We were scared of Matt. You were scared of Matt? All red. Matt got red? Oh, did he? Matt, this is great information. (laughs) I had a hard time controlling it when I was younger. (laughs) Fair, that's fair. A little bit, yeah. That's fair. Kruko mentioned, too, that uh, part of that nickname came from, you have all brothers? Um, Yeah, I'm the youngest of five. Yeah. Yeah, so and I got my fanny handed to me tough. for my whole life. And you said you had, like, dents in your head from all the hits you took yeah. from your brothers. Yeah, and, yeah, that's kind of probably the way I am today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, I just want to mention one more person to you guys and have you go down the line. And um, he's beloved by the Giants fan base, and that was your manager, Roger Craig. Yeah. And I was hoping that, yeah. Next year is going to be 30 years, which is crazy. And hopefully, Hum Baby can come out here for a reunion. But will you just share what Roger Craig meant to you? Uh, Just, you know, uh, for all of us, I think, one father figure. uh, You know, he and his whole staff taught me and as well as everybody else how to be professional, how to do it. Um, An emphasis on defense first. Um, Being a pitcher, he understood that. Um, and so we played good defense, which kept us in games, which allowed guys like, you know, Candy and, and Bugsy and, and Mitch and Will to hit a homer and, and put us ahead. Yeah, you did. I saw you. I saw you. Um, so, uh, you know, the, 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 the hum baby scenario was started by him. And I think it lives today in the fact that, that uh, you know, Giants teams play good defense. They're solid. They're fundamentally sound. And they don't beat themselves. That's nice. Brett? I'm still trying to figure out what hum baby means I'm, after all this time. Um, no, the one thing about Roger is he was seemed to be, for the most part, cool, calm, and collected all the time. 
but he also individually would bring us into his office and say, this is what your role is. And if you understood what your role was and you go out there and do it to the best of your ability, we collectively will be successful. And that's one thing that stuck out for me about, about Roger. I like that. Well, to me, he was the captain of that ship. Uh, Starting in 86, building the home baby. And like Maddie said, teaching the fundamentals and how to play the game correctly. And knowing that uh, he came from a, a school of the Detroit Tigers and the Dodgers. And implementing the belief that uh, we can do it. And we're going to do it. In 86, put it together. In 87, we were already in the playoffs. And that's when it all started with him. And and as a gentleman, treat you like a gentleman. He was a father figure. And respect the players. And his door was always open. And when he needed to relay the message, he did it in a way that you can understand. And like (coughs) Bugsy said, he will let you know what was your role. Maybe you didn't like it at the time. Maybe you didn't like when he said it to you. But uh, he meant so much for us, and uh, he's part of all this. Well, I got a whole different scenario about him. <laughs> I mean, these guys have big chapters on him, but uh, he still owed me a white horse. He owes you a white oh, horse? yes. But I tell you, I mean, he was a good uh, manager to me. I mean, he's probably been the best manager in my whole career that I played for. And um, there was another guy that was a a part of our lives, too, you know, and uh, that helped me out. I think Roger Nim would send this guy to come talk to me because I felt that they didn't want to say nothing in my face that might piss me off. They would send Dusty Baker, so he was a big part of my life too. So, but um, I mean, I wouldn't give all the credit to Roger, even though he was a great manager. But I got to give my credit to Dusty. And then, and then for for me, you know, I I echo what everybody just said. You know, he's a father figure. Uh, he really righted the ship. Uh, we needed leadership at that time after having. You know, lost 100 games in 85, and uh, he kept everybody on the straight and narrow. And then one thing that he did was he was very fly by the seat of the pants, and Bugsy knows that well because, I mean, he'd do some some weird stuff out there. You had to be paying attention. But not only that, yeah, not only that, he, um, you know, he had a great staff. Uh, you know, Bob Lillis, as, as Matt was talking about, was, you know, our infield instructor, and he, he stayed with us at but Dusty did you know, hitting instructing for five years before he became our manager. And so we got to be, you know, as close to the coaching staff as we were as players, and we got some of the best instruction ever. Well, listen, you guys are all amazing, but Matt Williams has a game to go lose, so. As much as, as, much as we love you. Give them a round of applause. Matt Williams, Brett Butler, Candy Maldonado, Kevin Mitchell, Will Clark, 1989 World Series Giants. He was totally uncalled for. I'm so sorry, Matt. I'm so sorry. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Enjoy the game today, everybody. Go Giants.